Are you one of millions of people throughout the world who are affected by addiction? It's a disease that touches individuals and everybody in their lives. Welcome to Shattering the Stigma with Mama Dukes and Son Frankie. This is a whole person and whole family issue and needs to be tackled together in order to successfully beat this. Now, here's Mama Dukes and Frankie. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Frankie here with Mama Dukes. Uh, welcome back this week to Shattering the Stigma. Say what's up, Mom. We're, we're ready for an exciting show. Absolutely. Real quick, uh, we had Dante Stewart on the show last week, man. Dante's actually at the Cleveland Cavs game right now. He has a real special announcement. Um, so we're going to bring him on real quick and uh, hear what Dante's got uh, with Arrow Passage Recovery to share with us this week. Absolutely. Hey, this is Dante Stewart. I'm with Arrow Passage Recovery. Uh, we're based out of uh, Maslin, Ohio. And I just want to say thank you, for one, for having us on the show, but for two, to announce that we have officially signed a deal with the Canton Charge and the Cavaliers for a partnership. And a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, the Canton Charge and the Cleveland Cavaliers are 100% behind the addiction problem that we have here in Ohio. Um, we understand the overdoses are happening at a rapid rate. We understand that there's a huge epidemic here, and we're just happy that we have an organization like the Can Charge and the Cleveland Cavaliers behind us in this. That is so huge, man. That is so huge, exactly. man. Especially, you know, you guys just uh, getting opened up, man. That says a lot about the state that Ohio is in right now to have, you know, not just any Absolutely. basketball team, but, you know, last year's champs, the Cavs, man, on board with us, you know. Um, man, it makes me feel like maybe one day I'll be sitting next to LeBron, dude. Um, hey, man, but, uh, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. Absolutely. I think, I think my mom wants to ask you a couple questions as well, man. Hold on. Absolutely. So, Dante, can you do us a yes. favor? Share the website and the phone number. I have shared the website already on my Facebook page. Um, my Facebook can be reached at Dante Stewart. I will have um, the official website of Aeropass Recovery also share the website so everybody can see exactly, you know, who we're, you know, who we're with and who we're behind with you guys with Fuck Heroin. Um, again, thank you guys for giving us a platform to announce our announcement on. This is first. Uh, I did it here first before we went on our website and on our personal page. So, like, again, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Thank you, Dante. We love you. We wish we were there watching the game with you and all this excitement. And if you are at the game at halftime, they will be showing um, our facility on the big screen um, for everybody to see. So if you're here in Cleveland, please stop on in. Please stay around for halftime before Flow Rider goes on, and you'll be able to see exactly what we have to offer in our partnership uh, now uh, worldwide. That is awesome, man. Now, um, will people be able to see this if they're tuned into the game on TV as well, Dante? I don't know if TNT is advertising the halftime show with Flowrider, but um, it will definitely be on the Cavs website and the Canton Charge website and also Arrow Passage website at arrowpassage.com, A-R-R-O-W-P-A-S-S-A-G-E.com. Man, that's that's amazing, man. You know, we had the we had the honor of putting a couple of people in there with you, man. And uh, so far, we haven't had a bad complaint yet, man. The, the way your clinical staff is handling everything. And uh, just real quick, man, do you want to tell everyone uh, how you were able to uh, get such a good clinical staff together and the amount of time that you did? Because you guys are really amazing there. Man. Well, this project started ten months ago. Okay, it went from an idea to a, it went from a dream to an idea to you know an actual tangible item. And all I can tell the fellow the listeners is this: Listen, it doesn't matter what your dream is, what your passion is, as long as you work 24 hours a day, seven days a week towards your dream, this can happen. And you know what we did is we worked tirelessly, day in and day out, to make sure that we vetted everything we needed to vet and make sure that we reached out to everybody we needed to reach out. And I have a superb clinical staff. I mean, Dr. Nussbaum, um, she has been in practice for about 12 years. And she is phenomenal. And everybody that we have has at least, I mean, collectively together, we have about uh, 74 years collectively of experience in addiction addiction treatment. So, you know, we reached out to different hospitals. We reached out to everybody that we knew from uh, government officials all the way down to word of mouth. And we were able to assemble, I'm sorry, assemble 
a team that we feel strong behind and that obviously, you know, from the feedback that we're getting from the clients and patients that we have has been, you know, nothing but great feedback. That's awesome, man. So proud of you guys. And I'm so glad that, you know, Ohio has something, uh, something bigger to offer now, man. It's amazing. And, uh, you. you know, we, uh, we support your dream 100%, man. And it's just, it's an honor to see people come in there and grow, man. Um, we're really so grateful to have you. And, uh, thank you. I think, uh, Mom and Duke had one more question for you, Dante. And that way we can wrap it up so you can get back to, uh, watching the Cavs do the damn thing, man. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Here she is, bud. I just want to know how we can sit with you next time. Um, I will be available next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll not be in this atmosphere. And, you know, we can see the progression. Um, like I said, you know, if you uh, can charge, we are, are a marquee partner of the can charge. Um, our logo will be on their court. So if you tune into ESPN um, for 17 games, you'll be able to see, you know, exactly our partnership that we put in fruition. But next week, I hope they have a lot more updates for you guys so I can tell you exactly how the progression you know, came to fruition in the past seven days. Which I, everything's been working very, very fast. Like, it's like I, I blink an eye and then it's the next step. But, uh, you know, I, like I always said, everybody, like, I want to be the industry standard. Harold Patrick Recovery wants to be the industry standard. Um, and we have a great organization behind us. And hopefully next week I can have at least one representative or a player uh, on this call with us to explain to you guys and the audience how we're all going to work together for this community to fight this addiction uh, war that we're all in, both feet in, and we can move forward from there. We have a Cindy. Hey, Cindy, what's going on? Uh, not Hi. a whole lot. How are you today? Really good, really good. So um, we wanted you to, first of all, you know, just give us a little bit of information on who you are and why it is you do what you do and how you got started. Okay. Go ahead and tell us. Okay. My name is Cindy Kumujis, and I am a co-founder of Change Addiction Now and state director for Ohio CAN. And what our mission is, is bringing the family voice to addiction and recovery. And our vision statement is embrace, educate, and empower those lives who have been impacted by substance use. And myself personally, I've walked side-by-side side with heroin for 10 years. My daughter's currently in recovery, but That's over awesome. the past 10 years, I have seen how this impacts the family. Not only um, the person who has the addiction, but the fingers reach out to the mother, the father, the siblings, the grandparents, the children. And what we felt when we started Change Addiction Now is that the family voice is one that should be reckoned. Uh, it's the one I always state that when my daughter picked up, she lost her voice. And from that point on, I would be the voice for her, trying to bring about change into the treatment and recovery field and also getting the family's help. Because what we find is if our kids go off to treatment and they're getting the help they need, um, if we as family members do not recover also, our children come back to the same chaos that they left. And ultimately, we can be that reason for a future relapse. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how, you know, you work on your end as a mom, you know, when uh, you said your daughter's in recovery, you know, what do you, what do you do for yourself to um, help yourself recover from past issues and uh, to rebuild that trust again? Um, how's that, you know, how have you done that? Did you go to like Al-Anon or any other support groups or? Change Addiction Now um, with Ohio, we have a Facebook page that is a closed group that has close to 3,000 family members in there. A lot of what I've done with my own recovery is speaking to other family members where I could feel normal and also building that open communication with my daughter. I think one of the first things I realized when she got out of treatment was what do we talk about? Because prior mm -hmm. to that, it was always detox recovery using this and, and nothing typical. And I really had to yeah, work on to coming up with topics. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, um, one thing I just, you know, uh, because the name of our show is Shattering the Stigma, um, you know, I'm sure you probably went through it with your own daughter and having a Facebook page, you know, you guys are a pretty big page um, as well as ourselves. Um, you know, one thing that we see a lot of is, you know, people bashing addicts for whether maybe they might choose to go with a uh, medical assisted treatment opposed to, you know, traditional 12 steps or, um, you know, saying that Narcan shouldn't be readily available, that these people made a choice. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stigma 
in our communities attached to, you know, addict names. Um, how do you guys go about, you know, um, with uh, dealing with the stigma and like trying to make it so, you know, like you said, you, you know, your daughter lost her voice. Um, how do you go about, you know, um, using your voice, using her voice to shatter that stigma? Education. Uh, we, uh, Ohio Can and Change Addiction now focuses on evidence-based practices where we try and focus on harm reduction and stigma is part of that. And the way I find best is, is just to educate people. Some are ready to listen and some aren't. And the stigma, I think, affects the families more so than our children because we're not self-medicating. We see it. We hear it on a daily basis. And it becomes our job. And a lot of families, you know, they keep keep their mouth hush-hush. Like, if they don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. And, uh, you know, that's why I really appreciate what you do going out and educating the community and everything. Um, It's always a pleasure when we, you know, we see you at events and we get to hear you share your story, you know, like my mom from a mother's point of view. But um, anyways, um, I really did, uh, you know, want to thank you for being on with us this weekend. I think we're going to be going to a break shortly. And when we come back, I want to make sure that you can tell them about the event that we um, are going to be at and what's going on on the, with your event on the 12th. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's Busy, Stressed, and Food-Obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So, Cindy, you still there? Yes, I am. So please, please, please share with us the event for November 12th. We have an event coming up November 12th from 3.30 to 6.30 in Massillon, Ohio at their rec center. And the name of the event is Operation Stigma Drop. We have many guest speakers, many professionals in the, in the field um, sharing and educating and doing our best to eliminate and change the stigma. I'm really excited. I'm going to be one of those speakers, so I can't wait to give you a hug again. I always look forward to seeing you and what you do, what your team does. Thank you, and we're excited to have you there also. So we have another guest speaker, um, somebody that I believe you know, Cindy. Crystal, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, Crystal. We have... Cindy on the phone, so say hello to each other. Hi. Hello, Crystal. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. 
Yeah. I got some home blood Ohio stuff going on right now. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm going to put Frankie over to uh, have you, Crystal, share your event that you're doing November 5th. And then um, we're going to get back on and wrap up a little bit with Cindy and then start your interview, Crystal. Okay. Hey, Crystal. Hi. Hey, Cindy. How are you? Um, yeah, so, I'm you know, we've well. had the, the pleasure of doing a lot of stuff with both of you guys, and uh, we know you guys do a little bit of work together in Ohio as well. Um, you know, uh, I know, Crystal, you have an event coming up November 5th. Um, do you want to let us know a little bit about that? And I, I believe uh, Ohio Cam's going to be there as well, too, right, Cindy? I believe so, yes. Awesome. Great. And uh, what's, um, your, what's your game plan for that, Crystal? So it's basically just a recovery rally. And speaker jams, there's going to be information tables set up from different organizations in the area. We're going to have a lot of speakers from different points of view, family, recovering addicts. The um, police chief from Shelby, Ohio, is going to be speaking. And we're going to have somebody there that's going to do a presentation on how to use and administer Narcan. And then they're going to be giving out some free kits of that as well. And there's going to be that's free That's amazing. Food. That's amazing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Narcan and uh, what it does and uh, let the people know? Yes. Narcan is the overdose reversal drug. So when somebody uses heroin and has an overdose, Narcan is the drug that is bringing them back and saving them and bringing them back to life. That's amazing. I consider it a miracle drug. I know when I was out doing my thing, um, it definitely, you know, uh, if it wasn't for uh, being administered Narcan four separate times, I know uh, I wouldn't be here today. Um, but anyways, wow. we're going to wrap yeah. up with Cindy uh, with Ohio Can. Cindy, we really appreciate having you on. Love you, Cindy. And uh, we look, we look so forward much. to having you guys both, uh, seeing you guys both in November. And okay, Crystal. we look forward to seeing you on the 12th. Awesome. Thank you. See you so soon. And thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. You're Bye. welcome. Bye, Cindy. Hey, Crystal. All right. So, Crystal. Yes. All right. So, um, you know, erase the shame. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the stigma and uh, what gets to you with uh, the way people treat, uh, you know, us as fellow addicts in the community, man. And, uh how you came up with the name of your organization and what your mission is. Well, I, I mean, it kind of was by accident that I fell into the advocating and the speaking part, but now it's a huge part of my recovery. Um, and it just, you know, became very aware to me that I think, in, I think when, you know, when I was in active addiction, I felt that I was the only one that, you know, was, stigmatized, I think, and everyone knew and everyone was, you know, looking at me like, like I was a horrible person. And so then once I got into recovery and started, you know, seeing on Facebook and on the internet that um, there's a huge stigma around addicts everywhere, um, it just kind of sort of became my mission to put a face to addiction and, and recovery and let people know that, you know, we aren't bad people. We, you know, we're just sick people and, you know, we're just trying to be well and we're sons and daughters and mothers. And I don't know, I don't like it when, <laughs> when people treat us like that. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I've always admired and respected about you is, uh, you know, um, and this is another, another stigma that goes along, you know, within the recovery community, which is very unfortunate, you know, um, because, you know, our, our mission should be is to, you know, all, all unite together and work together regardless of where somebody's at in life, you know. Um, I know that you personally um, do medical-assisted treatment, um, and a lot of people, yeah. you know, uh, in the recovery community don't agree with that. You know, uh, me personally being a 12-stepper, it was something that it took a long time for me to, uh, you know, look at, look at my own actions and welcome people that are on Suboxone or Methadone. Because I know, um, you know, even for me, when I tried to use it in the past, I was doing a hell of a lot better in life than I was uh, completely strung out. And it, and, it, and it gave me an opportunity to still hear a message. And, um, you know, a lot of times people are shunned in the recovery community for that. And uh, how do you overcome that? And uh, what are the benefits of medical assisted treatment? Well, I mean, it's hard to overcome some days. Some days it just seems like everyone I come across is 
against it, and, and I think it really is that they don't understand it, and I know where the stigma comes from. I know that some, you know, people don't use it correctly, or they sell it, um, and I understand that, but there's a lot of people that are using it the right way, and it has helped them. Um, even, you know, as far as, like, in Richland County here, I know that a lot of the judges and the probation officers want to transport people off of it, like, kind of quickly. And it really comes just down to education and understanding. I always say that, you know, even if somebody has to be on a small, take a small piece of the Suboxone every day for the rest of their life, that is so much better than putting a needle in their arm and stealing from places and, and going to jail and, and destroying their lives and their families' lives. I mean, wouldn't you agree that everyone's recovery is different and what works for one person may not work for the next, but whatever it is that's working is, that's what that person needs to do for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no matter what it is, if, the, if you're in recovery and you're not doing drugs and doing all the stuff that goes along with it, then I think that's great. So... A lot of people may not know this, Crystal. You've had the honor of being able to be a voice for a whole, whole, whole lot of addicts and were able to uh, talk and meet with someone pretty important. Why don't you tell us about that? Okay. Yes, I got to meet President Obama and actually sit on stage with him uh, with, on a panel with a couple other people. That was in March in Atlanta at the National Prescription Drug Abuse and Heroin Summit. And that was super amazing. I mean, it was, it was national TV, and I, I did. I got to be a voice for all the addicts out there and actually tell the president of the United States, you know, and what it's like to be in active addiction and what has helped me in my recovery and a little bit about the stigma that we feel also. So... It was pretty awesome. How many times did you go through in your head what you wanted to say? <laughs> oh, God, so many times, but it didn't come out <laughs> the way I wanted it to, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you said, though, made a huge difference. There's start, finally some things starting to happen. Um, do you still have somewhat of a connection to that? I do, yeah. I have a couple. I kind of I try to stay in contact with a couple people from the White House that I was talking to and a couple people from CNN so that, you know, I'm trying to keep the, the word out there and keep it as top news as much as I can. Nice, nice. Well, we know what a, yeah. an amazing job you do. You know, we've been so lucky to witness you at a lot of events that we've been at as well as we're always posting messages that you put up on Facebook, always positive. You know, we always get feedback that people needed to hear that that day. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I really like is, um, you know, when I get to hear you speak, man, um, you know, we don't have a lot of time today to really get into your, uh, your whole story. But if you could say anything to someone that's out there struggling right now, um, you know, what, what would uh, the best advice you could give them or give their uh, families for that matter? I would say that, you know, somebody out there knows the struggle you're going through. And don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to get that help. Reach out and ask somebody for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're sure glad that uh, you were able to reach out and help somebody. So uh, you can be the voice that you are for addicts today, man. We really love you. And uh, we're getting you. ready to go into too. our commercial. But uh, stay on the line. So, um, And we'll be right back after a quick commercial break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's Frankie and Mama Dukes uh, from Fuck Heroin Foundation. Um, we're back with Shattering the Stigma here with Crystal Ordal from Erase the Shame. And, um, you know, Crystal, uh, we do have a little bit of time, man. Uh, we'd really like to hear a little bit about your experience, strength, and hope, man. And, uh, you know, how you got into recovery, you know, what it was like, what happened, and uh, what your life's like today, man. And give these people out here, you know, a little bit of hope because, you know, we are... Uh, Nationwide Hope Dealers. Okay. So I, I started out pretty young at a young age with the mind-altering drugs, which was pot when I was 12. And, I mean, it was in the 80s, and, you know, stuff wasn't... It was more of an innocent time, I guess. I just grew up on a farm, and um, there wasn't all the education, I think, that it's happening now about addiction and about drugs and stuff. So I wasn't really told not to do drugs. I mean, I was told that that they were bad. Um, So, you know, I started experimenting and of course I, you know, I hid it from my parents for, for a few years and it just kind of went from one thing to another. You know, once I did one drug and, and another one was offered to me, I was excited to try it because I wanted to know what that next drug was going to make me feel like. Um, and so it went through the pod and the alcohol and into cocaine by high school. And I was doing it before school and, you know, was starting to sell it and everything. Um, and it progressed into meth and um, it was just At crazy. any point during that time, Crystal, did you feel you had had an issue or did you, were you just reasoning with yourself that it was normal? I really didn't. I just considered myself to be a partier at that time. I didn't think I had a problem and I didn't even think it was weird that I, you know, that, that I smoked pot when I was 12. I never thought about it really. Um, and the first time that I did an opiate was in my early twenties and that was, I mean, that was it for me. I knew after I did that, and it was a Vicodin, that that was how I wanted to feel for the rest of my life. Um, you know, fast forward about 10 years after experimenting with you know, Dilaudid and Oxys and Percocet and all those, and, you know, even though I had to do stronger milligrams and stronger kinds of pain pills, it's still... I still didn't realize that I was developing a problem. Um, I think even when I started doing the heroin, I still just, you know, I I thought I was young and cool and, you know, this is what my friends were doing. And I thought I was invincible. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, uh, I always find that funny. You know, when I was, when I was out using, um, I went for a long time and uh, 
I would convince myself and truly believe that I looked great and nobody knew. Um, yes. you know, I think it's, I think it's something we go through, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm like heroin chic and, you know, um, yeah. think, thinking you look great. And then you see pictures. I don't know about you, but for me, like I'll see pictures of myself and my addiction and be like, holy shit, you yeah. know, like, wow. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, why did so, I think um, I was fooling anybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. Um, did you have any repercussions um, along the way that you know, um, you know, helped you decide to get sober? Or any uh, anything major happen that uh, you know kind of pushed you into making the decision to do something different before um, the opiates, even, or um, was it more just so when you uh, got into the opiates that you started having consequences? Yeah, it was really the opiates, and I I didn't even have that many that I considered. I mean, I had children's services in my life, and I couldn't keep a job, and, um, you know, my, my mom was in the hospital for two weeks one time, and I don't think I went and saw her one time the whole time she was in there, um, and all along still not really having a sense that I had a problem. It's just, it's so strange when I when I look back on it now of, of all the things that I did and that happened, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Even with me, like I would always think, you know, oh, this is just normal life. Like friends would die, yeah. and I'd be like, this is just normal. And you know, I'd go to jail, and you know, have to go steal stuff from Home Depot to support my habit, and just all these things that I thought were like normal life. And it wasn't until I got sober that I realized that, you know, that's not normal life. That was just normal for the chaotic life that I chose to live. You know? Yes. Yeah, insanity. <laughs> like, I think people that... Today I can see you know, some of the things are, I did is far from normal, you know? Right, yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, I, and, tried, I tried to quit on my own a few times and never could until this last time. And I think it just was my age and... Of you know a combination of things. My kids are older, and my mom still has health issues, and I just realized I needed to quit. You know, I'm glad you brought up your kids. You know, um, I'm also you know a father of a be- beautiful two year old girl, and um, yes. you know it's a it's a good feeling for me today because even though you know my daughter's young, um, she did see me go through some stuff, and. Uh, you know, I still, it's like, I still know, you know, that she's proud of me and it's got to be a good feeling for you as well, you know, to not have all those issues that you had in the past. And, um, what's it like being a mom in recovery? Sometimes you get overwhelmed trying to balance everything and go to meetings and, you know what I mean? Keep a normal routine or, um, does that motivate you? Like, what's it like for you being a mother in recovery? It motivates me, actually. My son just turned 18 today. Today's my son's 18th birthday. Oh, wow. We'll give him a hug for us. Okay, I will. (laughs) And it really, you know, just thinking today, I'm like, wow, this kid went through, you know, pretty much 18 years of his mom being in and out of addiction. And I have an 11-year-old daughter also. So, but it really gives me a sense of pride and it does motivate me to stay on track and, and give them, you know, what they deserve. They were robbed for a lot of years of their mom, and I want to try and give that back as best I can now. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I really love, too, is, you know, whenever we see you at events, um, and a lot of times I even bring my own daughter, um, you know, that yeah. you involve your kids in your recovery. And, you know, I think for, you know, um, you know, it's not necessarily proven that addiction is a genetic, um, a genetic heritage of a disease, you know what I mean? But... A lot of times history does repeat itself. And I think it's really cool that, you know, you bring your kids to these events and you educate them, um, you know, um, you know, having your kids aware of everything and, you know, letting them know what's going on. um, Do you think that that, you know, helps them with their decision making when, you know, opportunities arise for them? Not so much with your 11 year old, but, you know, your 18 year old son. Um, You know, I mean, you know, opiates are everywhere. Drugs are everywhere in Ohio. Um, do you think, you know, him seeing what you've gone through and what you're doing now for the community um, helps him and allows him to be able to make better decisions in life? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. And I've always been pretty open, even in active addiction, um, but especially now. And with my 11-year-old, too, I mean, she knows everything. She knows all the, 
the mean girl, like I talk about my mom and my sister and, um, you know, knowing what triggers and what coping skills are and stuff. And I think it really does because the more you know and the more educated you are, even if it's young kids, um, I think they're just better off. It's just, they just know more. It's never too young to for kids to be educated on this epidemic, is it? Never. No. So I want to give a shout out to a, a sidekick of yours, somebody we also love dearly, Holly. Holly Bishop. Yes, yay. <laughs> so um, tell us some of the things you and Holly do almost every weekend. We go to we go to all the events together, and she actually got me into um, running. I've I've done a couple five Ks with her, and she runs probably every weekend. But I go with her once in a while, and it's really great. She's a huge advocate and supporter of me and of everyone in recovery. She makes it to every event she can. She's awesome. Yeah, good best friend to yeah. have, huh? Yeah, definitely. So look, Crystal, I look so forward to speaking at your event on the 5th. Do you want to share um, yes. where it is again and the time? Yep, that is in Shelby, Ohio on November 5th. And it is the Shelby, Ohio Recovery Rally and Speaker Jam. And where is it located? That is at 81 East Main Street in Shelby. And what time should they be there? 4 p.m. And is it a family event? It is. Yep, definitely. Family, my kids, and my whole family will be there, hopefully. And there's going to be food and drinks and snacks and stuff. So it should be really fun. Can't wait to see you. Thank you so, so, so much for being a guest for us today and sharing your inspiration. We love you. Thank you. I just want to, you know, I just want to get it for America. Can we get a fuck heroin real quick? Yes. Fuck heroin. (laughs) That's right. And uh, (laughs) right on. Well, we really appreciate you, Crystal, and everything you do for the recovery community. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. You guys, too. And before, uh, now, before uh, before we get you off, uh, do you just want to give your Facebook page real quick, too, so people can uh, check you out online and see what you're doing? Oh, yep. I have um, my Facebook page, which is just under my name. I have one that's just called Erase the Shame, and another public group page is called Erase the Shame and Stigma of Addiction. And I share videos that I do on there and lots of information and stuff on those pages. Awesome, guys. Well, Crystal Ordo, man, and uh, check those pages out. Follow them. Very insightful, very educational. Um, Again, you're amazing, amazing woman, and you do so much for the uh, recovery community. Thank you. Uh, it's been an honor Thank to have you. you today. We love you. Love you too, guys. All right. And um, before we go into break, speaking of Facebook, I just want to talk about, you know, our Facebook page is fuckheroinfoundation.com. Our phone number is 419-971-KICK. And we're going to be doing a special giveaway before we wrap up the show tonight, guys. So, uh, you know, go on, like our page, check it out, and uh, listen for our special giveaway. I believe we're going to be rolling into a break now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin to better understand the why on how you feel and find the right therapies, treatments, and programs to bring healing to the mind, body, and spirit. You can live a better life at any age. It's not just a temporary fix. Rather, it's a permanent, healthy lifestyle. 
Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Mama Duke's here and Frankie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Shattering the Stigma. So we figure everyone out there is wondering if you don't know us and you're not on our Facebook, who are these people? What are they about? So what we'd like to do every week is share a little bit of our story with you. Um, So first of all, as a mom of an addict, you know, we have a million questions. I'm going to start by letting Frankie share with you, you know, the first years of him starting to use and, and what it was like. And then I'm going to tell you from a parent's point of view, what it felt like questions I asked. So with no further ado, here's Frankie. All right, guys. So, um, you know, you know, a lot of you guys know us from Facebook and I have been listening to the radio show since last week. And, uh, just to give you a little bit of history about us and, uh, how we got started. Um, I'm actually an addict in recovery. Uh, very grateful to say that today. Um, you know, I truly believe that it is by the grace of God that, uh, I am able to be able to share my story. You know, um, one thing I've learned is that I was an addict way before I was an addict. Um, or I realized, you know, uh, I was an addict as far as drugs, or I picked any substance up, you know, when I was a little kid, um, I used to love pop tarts and, uh, my mom would get them in an abundance because she know that you know she knew that I loved them. And um, no matter how many were in the house, I always had an urge to um, you know stash them all over the house and uh, wake up in the middle of the night and hide like in my closet, eating pop tarts alone and like hoard them. And uh, you know it was just kind of like the act of uh, sneaking and trying to get away with something. It was almost like an adrenaline rush. And um, you know, it's, uh, you know, most, nor- most, most normal kids, you know, I don't think sit in their uh, closet at four in the morning eating Pop-Tarts hoping that, uh, you know, their mom doesn't catch them. You know, more, most normal kids will just go straight to the pantry and get whatever they want and go back to sleep. But I felt that need to, like, hide and have that excitement. Um, you know, and there was a lot of other things that I noticed uh, today, uh, such as, like, when I was growing up, you know, um, I always had different interests than a lot of people. Um, I was more into like punk rock music, the Grateful Dead and skateboarding and, uh, listening to hip hop and writing raps. Uh, most people were playing sports. I grew up in a small town. So, you know, if you weren't on the football team, you were pretty much like a loser or whatever. Um, I would get called names like skater punk or hippie, you know, whatever it was, but I always felt that, uh, purpose of not belonging. Um, you know, I remember when I was about 11 years old. Uh, maybe 12 years old, um, my, my dad at the time, um, my stepfather, uh, he used to smoke marijuana and I would always smell it. <clears throat> and I wasn't quite sure what it was, but I liked the smell and uh, I knew it kind of made him seem cool. Um, I remember seeing Cheech and Chong and they rolled up that huge ass joint and, um, you know, they looked like they were having a good time. Everybody loved them. And, um, Anyways, uh, so I remember one time I found my stepdad's stash and I uh, took a piece of notebook paper and threw the weed and a piece of notebook paper, stuck it together with some uh, scotch tape and it tasted like complete shit. Um, I had no clue what I was doing. I'm sure there was probably all kinds of seeds and everything else in there and it tasted horrible. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure the scotch tape really uh, didn't help that much, you know. But anyways, it changed the way I feel and it gave me a confidence that I never had growing up. Um, It made me feel like these kids that used to pick on me, I had something above them. 
And um, I noticed that a lot of these kids in sports were uh, smoking weed as well. And at that time, I had a lot of access to uh, steal weed from my stepdad. So what I would do is uh, start smoking with people. And I thought I was making friends. Really, I was just making people that wanted something that I had. Um, I went on to start selling weed, got in some, some legal trouble, um, and decided to go on Grateful Dead tour for a long time. Um, while I was on Grateful Dead tour, my mom never knew where I was at. Um, you know, she, I pretty much put her through hell. I was very selfish, which is another, uh, root of the disease of addiction. Um, you know, I know for my mom, it had to be hell. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about what it was like when I ran away from home as a parent and, uh, the worries that she had. You know, first of all, I'm going to back up to the story of his little weed expedition when he was 11. Um, he had a Saturday detention, and um, my greatest fear was his father's family were all alcoholics, and I was always worried he was going to be an alcoholic, and never did I think of or dream of drugs. I was just harping on him at a young age, alcohol, 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 and uh he went to the Saturday detention that wasn't to be over until about one or two in the afternoon. And it was probably 10 o'clock in the morning that he called me from a payphone and said, Mom, uh, Saturday detention's over and I, uh, I have a flat tire. Can you come pick me up? And um, I got in the car and I went to pick him up and <laughs> I uh, saw him with this bike that he's trying to ride with a flat tire. And he comes up next to the window by me and he says, Mom, uh, and there was a donut shop and he pointed and he said, can, can we go get some donuts? And I saw that look on his face and I said, you're high, you know, get in the car. And at that time, discussions started about drugs and, you know, that's when Dare was out and Just Say No and McGrath the Dog and, and all of those things. And I started harping on him about that. And um, needless to say, every parent wants their child to do the right thing, but uh, they've got minds of their own. So, um Moving on a little further in life, he would get in trouble legally, but never in major trouble, just enough to be on probation, um, you know, to have them looking over him. And he decided to cut off his ankle monitor, his uh, state jewelry, as he called it, and take off one day. And there's no worse feeling than when a parent does not know where your child is and you're trying to find them. And uh, so, you know, we're going to share a little bit each week of our story and how he got to where he got, how it rolled on further and further and got out of hand and steps that we took try to make a difference. And myself as a parent feeling that stigma of others like, uh, you're a bad mom, you must not know what you're doing, your kid doesn't want to listen to you. And anyone that's out there that has a loved one that's an addict, you know, please don't feed into that and believe that. Because over these years, one thing that I've learned is our addict person that we're involved with in our life loves us more than anything. And they don't know what to do. And they're not doing it to hurt us. It's a sickness and it's a disease. Um, Frankie, share some of the stigma that you felt at a young age. You know, even as a young, at a young age, you know, um, I think it really uh, kind of boiled down to, for me, it was authority figures in the beginning and teachers. And, um, you know, um, you know, my mom, you know, my mom's side of the family, uh, my grandparents, you know, they never knew much about drugs and they were always very successful in life. So even though they might have not known exactly what I was up to, I always felt that shame going around them. And uh, I would have teachers, um, you know, treating me different because I would, you know, I'd show up to class stoned and everything. And, um, I even had some teachers tell me that I'd be nothing but a burnout and, uh, stuff like that. And it kind of gave me a sense of, um, well, I can't be the best at everything. So I'm going to be the best at being nothing at all. Um, I'm already a drug addict. I'm already looked down on in my community and I'm just going to keep, uh, keep going down into this. And then eventually, you know, I started selling drugs. Um, and I thought I had a lot of friends and I, um, it got, it got bad for me, man. But everywhere I went, I felt like I was being judged. Like I was being looked down on even, um, you know, eventually when I tried to get help for heroin addiction, um, hospitals would just tell me to go home. You know, I had somebody in the family once say that I might as well just go ahead and dive and cause family harm that I'm causing. And uh, that really crushed me. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand this disease. It's a disease. You know, if uh, a loved one came to me and told me they had cancer or 
that they were suffering from severe depression. I'm not going to tell them, you know, they deserve to die or that they're a piece of shit for making, for getting that, uh, for getting that disease. You know, it's something that a lot of shame, a lot of stigma already comes with it. So if you guys have a loved one, you know, try not to put them down. Try not to belittle, uh, belittle them. Just love them and be available for them. Anyways, uh, we're getting to wrap up uh, for tonight. I'm going to let Mama Duke say a few more words. But again, you know, um, on our Facebook page, Fuck Heroin Foundation on Facebook, um, we're going to be giving away uh, for the first 1,500 people that comment on a T-shirt that I'm going to give up tonight. We're going to be giving away one T-shirt. We just want you to uh, hashtag Voice America and pick a number between 1 and 1,500. Mom, do you want to tell them a little bit more about that and wrap up? And again, guys, if nobody said they love you today, man, we love you. Fuck Heroin Foundation, uh, Queen Motives, Mama Dukes, and I, man, we love you guys. So, yeah, um, you can go on our Facebook, Fuck Heroin Foundation, find us on Facebook, like us, and then post a number. And we will be announcing next week the winner of a t-shirt. We love you all. We hope you come back next week. We've got some exciting guests. We have Alex from Bright Futures. We have Bobble from Recovering Artists Worldwide. And we'll have another few-second interview with Dante sharing the rest of the story from the Cavaliers tonight. Love you, man. See you next week. Thank you for being part of the show today. Be sure to listen next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Shattering the Stigma on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You're not in this fight alone. We're here to help. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas.